I was working on my Bible study this week, a, a, a story came to mind that, that reminded me of this gospel. And uh, the, uh, I have a friend that I worked with uh, at the airline that, that moved to Tucson and then retired. He was somewhat older than I was, a very sophisticated gentleman with a very thick Boston accent. And he uh, was very, uh, very dapper. And so when he retired, uh, I, was, I was in Arizona for some reason. This was many years ago now already. I think I was still in seminary. And I stopped in Phoenix, and I thought, I think I'm going to go down to Tucson. I've got some friends there, and I, I didn't call ahead. Uh, I called one friend, but I didn't call this gentleman because we weren't that good of friends. But, but I'd worked with him, you know, and I had lunch with him, and we suffered together the slings and arrows of outrageous, uh, outrageous things that the, the company asked us to do and all these things, and so we'd really been there and back. And so I, it turned out he was working at a very sophisticated country club. I forget the name of it. Anybody who's been to Tucson will probably know where this is, but I just can't think of the name. Way up in the foothills, very exclusive. He, he had a job in there. So I got his cell phone, and I called him. And he said, oh, Gary, it's so good to hear from you. And I said, How, can I stop by, and I'll take you to lunch, or uh, can I come in there? And, and he said to me, I wish I could say it the way he did. He said, you can't get in. You can't get in. He said it with a real thick Boston accent, you can't get in. I said, what do you mean I can't get in? He, I said, he said, you're not the right kind of person. You can't get in. <laughs> he said, they won't let you in the gate. I said something along the lines of, gosh, we, I said, I worked with you. I thought he'd forgotten who I was. I said, we, I worked with you, and don't you remember who I am? He said, you can't get in. Well, he course what he meant was is that I was not a I wasn't the right person to belong to this club uh, obviously I'm not but uh, <laughs> I don't even know what this club was but I, I couldn't get in they wouldn't let me in the gate even to see him so I didn't ever did see him on that trip in fact I haven't seen him since then I didn't take it personally either but I thought it was a funny remark it, it was a funny end to a relationship in which I'd worked with somebody for many years um, in the effect he had on me with that. But I thought, you know, somehow a lot of people, apparently what the Lord is saying, he's talking to, to his fellow Jews in that context of people that were sure they were going, that they were righteous in God's eyes because they, they, they had all their, their uh, T's crossed, their I's dotted, but they, but they, they, didn't, they, they didn't have any love. You know, they, they didn't understand what God really wanted from them. And so they... They didn't know God. And so they people that on the last day perhaps may not be so easily admitted as they think that they will. You know, that we don't want God to say, you can't get in at the end of your life, you know. And there's no reason why God should say this to us either. But it does remind me of that moment in Tucson. I don't want to belong to that country club, but I do want to belong to the one in heaven. So we have to find out what God means. He talks about a narrow gate. One of the things about this gospel, you see this in almost every one of these readings, is somebody asks the wrong question. And when God has asked the wrong question, whether it's you praying or whether it's someone in the gospels, Jesus will do this kind of thing. He sidesteps the why questions. You, if you'll notice, there's very few why questions answered. But when we ask, what must I do? 
that's answered right away. What is the nature of the Trinity? He doesn't really answer that, you know. Or, in this case, are all these people going to be saved? How many are being saved? God isn't playing a numbers game. We, you know how we judge uh, churches is by how, how, uh, uh, how many people came to Mass or how big the collection is or how cool the church building is. <laughs> and, and God doesn't care about those things. He's not playing a numbers game. He, uh, he is interested in the heart. We want to know how many. They ask this question because Jesus has had a few really biting teachings, and we've been hearing in the last few weeks. People are getting the impression, gee, it must be harder to get in than I thought. If Jesus were here today, we'd probably ask, Lord, is anybody not saved? Doesn't everybody die and go to heaven? That's what everybody thinks these days, isn't it? Uh, either there's no heaven or everybody goes there, and either way, I don't have to worry about it. And this, maybe it's not spoken that way. In those days, they were worried that nobody was going to heaven. It's funny, isn't it? But Jesus says, he doesn't answer how many. He doesn't say only a few. He just says, he puts it right back on us. He says, you strive to enter through the narrow gate. There's going to be a lot of people that are going to try to get in, but they won't be strong enough. What does that mean? It means that they're going to try to get in from a position of strength. Look what I've done, Lord. Or... Um, Getting in without Christ, having the graces on my own to come in, to be strong enough. Most of us are not going to get in by being strong enough. What kind of way does God wish us to come in? He says there's a lot of people, in other words, who are going about this the wrong way. The only way... Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He's the door. He's the way to get in. The, the door is a narrow one. Christ is using an image there that many were familiar with and we are not. Is the, the walls of Jerusalem in those days had small openings. There were large gates that they could block for enemy uh, protection from the enemies. And then they had these very small gates that you could walk in by, by bending over you couldn't stand upright. It was too thin for any armaments to get in. A horse could not get in. And this is what Jesus meant. It was called the eye of the needle. One, one in particular was very small. And Jesus, Jesus is referring to this. If you go to Bethlehem, you can see one of these. The, the main gates, if you look at a picture on the internet, are all bricked over. And the main entrance is a small thing that you have to bend over. It's not that everybody's very small in the Holy Land. It, that was done during the Middle Ages so that people on horses couldn't come in and conquer, uh, conquer the church. So the Lord is using this image that in order to get into heaven, you've got to go through this narrow gate. What is this, this narrow gate? I think the gate that Christ is talking about is humility, is mercy. I can't get in with my pride. I can't get in with my sins. I have to let Jesus take them away. Um, I have to, if I'm Catholic, I have to have the humility of going to confession. I can't think to myself, I don't care what the church teaches, I'm just going to do what I want. The Lord's going to expect us to be, to be, um, to listen to what he says. Um, it, it's, it, the, the, the position of strength is not the one that we want. It's, that's the position of the world. People in the world are very, 
they want to be strong. We want to do it ourselves. We want to have all the answers. We want to be right. Uh, but this is not the way. Um, we can't get to heaven on our own. Christ has to, has to um, bring us in. This is the narrow way. Um, everyone who went to confession today, I told them, I said, you know, you come into confession, that's the narrow gate. Everything drops off when you go in there. You know, it's an act of humility, and we start clean. You go right through. And this is, this is basically what Christ is talking about. Um, another story that's interesting about the position of strength. I was in Rome once when uh, uh, in line waiting for a flight a long time ago, about 30 years ago, and uh, this big beefy uh, Roman came up to me. Uh, he looked like he was a member of the mafia. And, uh, and he came over and he went like this and bumped me out of the way. And they looked at me like, what are you going to do about it? Guess what I did? Nothing. <laughs> I let him have it. I let him have that position. And I'm here today because I let him have that, that spot, probably. But that's not the way it works in heaven. We don't get in, we don't get in by butting people out of the way and pushing our way in. It's, it's by invitation, and we accept Christ's invitation. Apparently, there were quite a few people that are going to be surprised about all of this. It's a little hard to read this because I'm reading this to you. It sounds like the Lord's condemning everyone he's speaking to, but he's talking to people that are assuming that just because they heard him speak, just because they ate with him at a meal, that they're going to be getting right in. And the Lord said, no, no, it's not the fact that you heard me. It's that you did what I asked. It's not that you ate and drank with me. It's that you had humility, that you went out and uh, showed mercy to others, you know, following the, the very simple things God asks us to do. It's not difficult at all. It's, it's having humility to confess our sins to God and, and uh, in confession if it's serious and to be merciful to others. And there's going to be a lot of people that will, this is a place of many surprises in the end. Uh, the Lord tells us that there will be people coming from the north and the south and the east and the west and the northwest to come into the kingdom of God, and many who think they're going to be first will be coming in at the end. So it's important to listen to what God is telling us. I think throughout, throughout life we have many experiences that, that help us to understand what Christ is talking about. The Lord doesn't want to exclude anyone, um, but we exclude ourselves if we don't listen to what he says. We all have time for so many things in our lives, but, but to spend a few minutes meditating on the word of God, in what way is Christ wishing to perhaps um, slim me down a little bit so that I'll fit through the gate? Maybe, maybe I have too many possessions. Maybe I'm holding on to some sins he wants me to discard. Maybe I have too much pride and a little humility. Humiliations come my way, and God is using that to um, make me ready for the narrow gate. But in the end, it is the gate of mercy that Christ stands by, and that's a gate that anyone can come in. We just have to um, ask for it and to show it to others.